Section 75 of the Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Recipes, Chapter 31, Part 3. Melons, 1559. This fruit is rarely preserved or cooked in any way, and should be sent to table on a dish garnished with leaves or flowers, as fancy dictates. A border of any other kind of small fruit, arranged round the melon, has a pretty effect, the color of the former contrasting nicely with the melon. Plenty of pounded sugar should be served with it, and the fruit should be cut lengthwise in moderate-sized slices. In America, it is frequently eaten with pepper and salt. Average cost. English, in full season, 3 shillings 6 pence to 5 shillings each. When scarce, 10 shillings to 15 shillings. Seasonable, June to August. French, 2 shillings to 3 shillings, 6 pence each. Seasonable, June and July. Dutch, 9 pence to 2 shillings each. Seasonable, July and August. Melon. The melon is a most delicious fruit, succulent, cool, and high-flavored. With us it is used only at the dessert, and is generally eaten with sugar, ginger, or pepper. But in France it is likewise served up at dinner as a sauce for boiled meats. It grows wild in Tartary, and has been lately found in abundance on the sandy plains of Jaipur. It was brought originally from Asia by the Romans, and is said to have been common in England in the time of Edward III, though it is supposed that it was lost again, as well as the cucumber, during the wars of York and Lancaster. The best kind, called the cantaloupe, from the name of a place near Rome where it was first cultivated in Europe, is a native of Armenia, where it grows so plentifully that a horse-load may be bought for a crown. Preserved Mulberries, 1560. Ingredients. To two pounds of fruit and one pint of juice allow two and a half pounds of loaf-sugar. Mode. Put some of the fruit into a preserving pan and simmer it gently until the juice is well drawn. Strain it through a bag, measure it, and to every pint allow the above proportion of sugar and fruit. Put the sugar into the preserving pan, moisten it with the juice, boil it up, skim well, and then add the mulberries which should be ripe but not soft enough to break to a pulp. Let them stand in the syrup till warm through, then set them on the fire to boil gently. When half done, turn them carefully into an earthen pan, and let them remain till the next day. Then boil them as before, and when the syrup is thick, and becomes firm when cold, put the preserve into pots. In making this, care should be taken not to break the mulberries. This may be avoided by very gentle stirring, and by simmering the fruit very slowly. Time. Three-quarter hour to extract the juice one quarter hour to boil the mulberries the first time, one quarter hour the second time. Seasonable in August and September. Illustration. Mulberry. Mulberry. Mulberries are esteemed for their highly aromatic flavor and their sub-acid nature. They are considered as cooling, laxative, and generally wholesome. This fruit was very highly esteemed by the Romans, who appear to have preferred it to any other. The mulberry tree is stated to have been introduced into this country in 1548, being first planted at Sion House, 
where the original trees still thrive. The planting of them was much encouraged by King James I about 1605, and considerable attempts were made at that time to rear silkworms on a large scale for the purpose of making silk, but these endeavors have always failed, the climate being scarcely warm enough. To preserve Morello cherries. 1561. Ingredients. To every pound of cherries allow one and a quarter pounds of sugar, one gill of water. Mode. Select ripe cherries, pick off the stalks, and reject all that have any blemishes. Boil the sugar and water together for five minutes. Put in the cherries, and boil them for ten minutes, removing the scum as it rises. Then turn the fruit, etc., into a pan, and let it remain until the next day, then boil it all again for another ten minutes, and, if necessary, skim well. Put the cherries into small pots, pour over them the syrup, and, when cold, cover down with oiled papers, and the tops of the jars with tissue paper brushed over on both sides with the white of an egg, and keep in a dry place. Time. Altogether, twenty-five minutes to boil. Average cost, from eight pence to ten pence per pound pot. Seasonable. Make this in July or August. The Cherry Tree in Rome The cherry tree was introduced into Rome by Lucullus about seventy years after the Christian era, but the capital of the world knew not at first how to appreciate this present as it deserved, for the cherry tree was propagated so slowly in Italy that more than a century after its introduction it was far from being generally cultivated. The Romans distinguished three principal species of cherries, the Apronian, of a bright red, with a firm and delicate pulp, the Lutatian, very black and sweet, the Cecilian, round and stubby, and much esteemed. The cherry embellished the third course in Rome, and the second at Athens. Preserved Nectarines, 1562, Ingredients. To every pound of sugar allow one quarter pint of water, nectarines. Mode. Divide the nectarines in two, take out the stones, and make a strong syrup with sugar and water in the above proportion. Put in the nectarines and boil them until they have thoroughly imbibed the sugar. Keep the fruit as whole as possible, and turn it carefully into a pan. The next day boil it again for a few minutes, take out the nectarines, put them into jars, boil the syrup quickly for five minutes, pour it over the fruit, and, when cold, cover the preserve down. The syrup and preserve must be carefully skimmed, or it will not be clear. Time. Ten minutes to boil the sugar and water, twenty minutes to boil the fruit the first time, ten minutes the second time, five minutes to boil the syrup. Seasonable in August and September, but cheapest in September. Stewed Normandy Pippins. 1563. Ingredients. One pound of Normandy pippins, one quart of water, one half teaspoonful of powdered cinnamon, one half teaspoonful of ground ginger, one pound of moist sugar, one lemon. Mode. Well wash the pippins and put them into one quart of water with the above proportion of cinnamon and ginger, and let them stand twelve hours. Then put these all together into a stew pan with the lemon sliced thinly and half the moist sugar. Let them boil slowly until the pippins are half done. Then add the remainder of the sugar and simmer until they are quite tender. Serve on glass dishes for dessert. 
Time, two or three hours. Average cost, one shilling sixpence. Seasonable, suitable for a winter dish. Iced oranges. 1564. Ingredients. Oranges. To every pound of pounded loaf sugar, allow the whites of two eggs. Mode. Whisk the whites of the eggs well, stir in the sugar, and beat this mixture for one quarter hour. Skin the oranges, remove as much of the white pith as possible without injuring the pulp of the fruit. Pass a thread through the center of each orange, dip them into the sugar, and tie them to a stick. Place this stick across the oven, and let the orange remain until dry, when they will have the appearance of balls of ice. They make a pretty dessert or supper dish. Care must be taken not to have the oven too fierce, or the oranges would scorch and acquire a brown color, which would entirely spoil their appearance. Time. From one half to one hour to dry in a moderate oven. Average cost. One and a half pence each. Sufficient. One half pound of sugar to ice twelve oranges. Seasonable. From November to May. The first orange tree in France. The first orange tree cultivated in the center of France was to be seen a few years ago at Fontainebleau. It was called Le Connetable, the Constable, because it had belonged to the Connetable de Bourbon, and had been confiscated, together with all property belonging to that prince, after his revolt against his sovereign. Compote of Oranges, 1565, Ingredients, 1 pint of syrup, number 1512, 6 oranges, Mode. Peel the oranges, remove as much of the white pith as possible, and divide them into small pieces without breaking the thin skin with which they are surrounded. Make the syrup by recipe number 1512, adding the rind of the orange cut into thin narrow strips. When the syrup has been well skimmed and is quite clear, put in the pieces of orange and simmer them for five minutes. Take them out carefully with a spoon without breaking them, and arrange them on a glass dish. Reduce the syrup by boiling it quickly until thick. Let it cool a little, pour it over the oranges, and when cold, they will be ready for table. Illustration. Compote of oranges. Time. Ten minutes to boil the syrup. Five minutes to simmer the oranges. Five minutes to reduce the syrup. Average cost. Nine pence. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable from November to May. The Orange in Portugal. The orange known under the name of Portugal Orange comes originally from China. Not more than two centuries ago, the Portuguese brought thence the first scion, which has multiplied so prodigiously that we now see entire forests of orange trees in Portugal. Orange and Cloves. It appears to have been the custom formerly in England to make New Year's presents with oranges stuck full with cloves. We read in one of Ben Jonson's pieces, The Christmas Mask, he has an orange and rosemary, but not a clove to stick in it. Orange Marmalade 1. 1566. Ingredients. Equal weight of fine loaf sugar and Seville oranges. To twelve oranges allow one pint of water. Mode. Let there be an equal weight of loaf sugar and Seville oranges, and allow the above proportion of water to every dozen oranges. Peel them carefully, remove a little of the white pith, and boil the rinds in water two hours, changing the water three times to take off a little of the bitter taste. 
break the pulp into small pieces, take out all the pips, and cut the boiled rind into chips. Make a syrup with the sugar and water. Boil this well, skim it, and, when clear, put in the pulp and the chips. Boil all together from twenty minutes to one half hour. Pour it into pots, and, when cold, cover down with bladders or tissue paper brushed over on both sides with the white of an egg. The juice and grated rind of two lemons to every dozen of oranges, added with the pulp and chips to the syrup, are a very great improvement to this marmalade. Time. Two hours to boil the orange rinds, ten minutes to boil the syrup, twenty minutes to one half hour to boil the marmalade. Average cost, from sixpence to eightpence per pound pot. Seasonable. This should be made in March or April, as Seville oranges are then in perfection. 2. 1567. Ingredients. Equal weight of Seville oranges and sugar. To every pound of sugar allow one-half pint of water. Mode. Weigh the sugar and oranges, score the skin across, and take it off in quarters. Boil these quarters in a muslin bag in water until they are quite soft, and they can be pierced easily with the head of a pin. Then cut them into chips about one inch long and as thin as possible. Should there be a great deal of white stringy pulp, remove it before cutting the rind into chips. Split open the oranges, scrape out the best part of the pulp with the juice, rejecting the white pith and pips. Make a syrup with the sugar and water. Boil it until clear, then put in the chips, pulp, and juice, and boil the marmalade from twenty minutes to one half hour, removing all the scum as it rises. In boiling the syrup, Clear it carefully from scum before the oranges are added to it. Time. Two hours to boil the rinds, ten minutes the syrup, twenty minutes to one-half hour the marmalade. Average cost. Sixpence to eightpence per pound pot. Seasonable. Make this in March or April when Seville oranges are in perfection. An easy way of making orange marmalade. 1568. Ingredients. To every pound of pulp, allow one and a half pounds of loaf sugar. Mode. Choose some fine Seville oranges, put them whole into a stew pan with sufficient water to cover them, and stew them until they become perfectly tender, changing the water two or three times. Drain them, take off the rind, remove the pips from the pulp, weigh it, and to every pound allow one and a half of loaf sugar and one half pint of the water the oranges were last boiled in. Boil the sugar and water together for ten minutes. Put in the pulp, boil for another ten minutes, then add the peel cut into strips, and boil the marmalade for another ten minutes, which completes the process. Pour it into jars, let it cool, then cover down with bladders or tissue paper brushed over on both sides with the white of an egg. Time. Two hours to boil the oranges, altogether one half hour to boil the marmalade. Average cost, from sixpence to eightpence per pound pot. Seasonable. Make this in March or April. Orange Marmalade Made with Honey 1569. Ingredients To one quart of the juice and pulp of Seville oranges, allow two pounds of honey, one pound of the rind. Mode. Peel the oranges and boil the rind in water until tender, and cut it into strips. Take away the pips from the juice and pulp, and put it with the honey and chips into a preserving pan. Boil all together for about one half hour, 
or until the marmalade is of the proper consistency. Put it into pots, and, when cold, cover down with bladders. Time. Two hours to boil the rind, one half hour the marmalade. Average cost. From seven pence to nine pence per pound pot. Seasonable. Make this in March or April. To preserve oranges. 1570. Ingredients. Oranges. To every pound of juice and pulp allow two pounds of loaf sugar. To every pint of water, one half pound of loaf sugar. Mode. Wholly grate or peel the oranges, taking off only the thin outside portion of the rind. Make a small incision where the stalk is taken out, squeeze out as much of the juice as can be obtained, and preserve it in a basin with the pulp that accompanies it. Put the oranges into cold water. Let them stand for three days, changing the water twice. Then boil them in fresh water until they are very tender, and put them to drain. Make a syrup with the above proportion of sugar and water, sufficient to cover the oranges. Let them stand in it for two or three days. Then drain them well. Weigh the juice and pulp, allow double their weight of sugar, and boil them together until the scum ceases to rise, which must all be carefully removed. Put in the oranges, boil them for ten minutes, place them in jars, pour over them the syrup, and, when cold, cover down. They will be fit for use in a week. Time. Three days for the oranges to remain in water, three days in the syrup, one half hour to boil the pulp, ten minutes the oranges. Seasonable. This preserve should be made in February or March when oranges are plentiful. Orange Salad. 1571. Ingredients. Six oranges, one quarter pound of muscatel raisins, two ounces of pounded sugar, four tablespoonfuls of brandy. Mode. Peel five of the oranges, divide them into slices without breaking the pulp, and arrange them in a glass dish. Stone the raisins, mix them with the sugar and brandy, and mingle them with the oranges. Squeeze the juice of the other orange over the whole, and the dish is ready for table. A little pounded spice may be put in when the flavor is liked, but this ingredient must be added very sparingly. Average cost, one shilling. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable from November to May. Compote of peaches. 1572. Ingredients. One pint of syrup, number 1512, about 15 small peaches. Mode. Peaches that are not very large and that would not look well for dessert answer very nicely for a compote. Divide the peaches, take out the stones, and pare the fruit. Make a syrup by recipe number 1512, put in the peaches, and stew them gently for about 10 minutes. Take them out without breaking, arrange them on a glass dish, boil the syrup for 2 or 3 minutes, let it cool, pour it over the fruit, and, when cold, it will be ready for table. Time. Ten minutes. Average cost, one shilling tuppence. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable in August and September. Peach and Nectarine. The peach and nectarine, which are among the most delicious of our fruits, are considered as varieties of the same species, produced by cultivation. The former is characterized by a very delicate down, while the latter is smooth, but, as a proof of their identity as to species, 
trees have borne peaches on one part and nectarines on another, and even a single fruit has had down on one side and on the other none. The trees are almost exactly alike, as well as the blossoms. Pliny states that the peach was originally brought from Persia, where it grows naturally. At Montreuil, a village near Paris, almost the whole population is employed in the cultivation of peaches, and this occupation has maintained the inhabitants for ages, and in consequence, they raise better peaches than anywhere else in France. In Maryland and Virginia, peaches grow nearly wild in orchards resembling forests, but the fruit is of little value for the table, being employed only in fattening hogs and for the distillation of peach brandy. On the east side of the Andes, peaches grow wild among the cornfields and in the mountains, and are dried as an article of food. The young leaves of the peach are sometimes used in cookery, from their agreeable flavor, and a liqueur resembling the fine noyau of Martinique may be made by steeping them in brandy sweetened with sugar and fined with milk. Gin may also be flavored in the same manner. The kernels of the fruit have the same flavor. The nectarine is said to have received its name from nectar, the particular drink of the gods. Though it is considered as the same species as the peach, it is not known which of the varieties came from the other. The nectarine is by some considered as the superior fruit. Peaches Preserved in Brandy 1573. Ingredients. To every pound of fruit weighed before being stoned, allow one quarter pound of finely pounded loaf sugar. Brandy. Mode. Let the fruit be gathered in dry weather, wipe and weigh it, and remove the stones as carefully as possible without injuring the peaches much. Put them into a jar, sprinkle amongst them pounded loaf sugar in the above proportion, and pour brandy over the fruit. Cover the jar down closely, place it in a saucepan of boiling water over the fire, and bring the brandy to the simmering point, but do not allow it to boil. Take the fruit out carefully without breaking it, put it into small jars, pour over it the brandy, and when cold, exclude the air by covering the jars with bladders or tissue paper brushed over on both sides with the white of an egg. Apricots may be done in the same manner, and, if properly prepared, will be found delicious. Time. From ten to twenty minutes to bring the brandy to the simmering point. Seasonable in August and September. Baked Pears. 1574. Ingredients. Twelve pears, the rind of one lemon, six cloves, ten whole allspice, to every pint of water allow one half pound of loaf sugar. Mode. Pare and cut the pears into halves, and, should they be very large, into quarters. Leave the stalks on, and carefully remove the cores. Place them in a clean baking jar, with a closely fitting lid. Add to them the lemon rind cut in strips, the juice of one half lemon, the cloves, pounded allspice, and sufficient water just to cover the whole, with sugar in the above proportion. Cover the jar down closely, put it into a very cool oven, and bake the pears from five to six hours, but be very careful that the oven is not too hot. To improve the color of the fruit, a few drops of prepared cochineal may be added, but this will not be found necessary if the pears are very gently baked. Time. Large pears, five to six hours, in a very slow oven. Average cost, one pence to tuppence each. 
sufficient for seven or eight persons. Seasonable from September to January. Pear. The pear, like the apple, is indigenous to this country, but the wild pear is a very unsatisfactory fruit. The best varieties were brought from the east by the Romans, who cultivated them with care, and probably introduced some of their best sorts into this island, to which others were added by the inhabitants of the monasteries. The Dutch and Flemings, as well as the French, have excelled in the cultivation of the pear, and most of the late varieties introduced are from France and Flanders. The pear is a hardy tree, and a longer liver than the apple. It has been known to exist for centuries. There are now about 150 varieties of this fruit. Though perfectly wholesome when ripe, the pear is not so when green, but in this state it is fit for stewing. An agreeable beverage called perry is made from pears, and the varieties which are least fit for eating make the best perry. Preserved Pears, 1575. Ingredients. Jargonelle Pears. To every pound of sugar allow one half pint of water. Mode. Procure some jargonelle pears, not too ripe. Put them into a stewpan with sufficient water to cover them, and simmer them until rather tender, but do not allow them to break. Then put them into cold water. Boil the sugar and water together for five minutes, skim well, put in the pears, and simmer them gently for five minutes. Repeat the simmering for three successive days, taking care not to let the fruit break. The last time of boiling, the syrup should be made rather richer, and the fruit boiled for ten minutes. When the pears are done, drain them from the syrup, and dry them in the sun, or in a cool oven, or they may be kept in the syrup and dried as they are wanted. Time. One half hour to simmer the pears in water, twenty minutes in the syrup. Average cost. One pence to tuppence each. Seasonable. Most plentiful in September and October. Stewed Pears. Illustration. Stewed Pears. 1576. Ingredients. Eight large pears, five ounces of loaf sugar, six cloves, six whole allspice, one half pint of water, one quarter pint of port wine, a few drops of prepared cochineal. Mode. Pare the pears, have them, remove the cores, and leave the stalks on. Put them into a lined saucepan with the above ingredients, and let them simmer very gently until tender, which will be from three to four hours, according to the quality of the pears. They should be watched, and when done, carefully lifted out onto a glass dish without breaking them. Boil up the syrup quickly for two or three minutes, allow it to cool a little, pour it over the pears, and let them get perfectly cold. To improve the color of the fruit, a few drops of prepared cochineal may be added, which rather enhances the beauty of this dish. The fruit must not be boiled fast, but only simmered, and watched that it be not too much done. Time. Three to four hours. Average cost. One shilling, six pence. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable from September to January. The Bonchretien Pear. The valuable variety of pear called Bonchretien, which comes to our tables in winter, either raw or cooked, received its name through the following incident. Louis XI, King of France, had sent for St. Francois de Paul from the lower part of Calabria in the hopes of recovering his health through his intercession. 
the saint brought with him the seeds of this pear, and, as he was called at court Le Bon Chretien, this fruit obtained the name of him to whom France owed its introduction. Pineapple Chips 1577. Ingredients Pineapples. Sugar to taste. Mode. Pare and slice the fruit thinly, put it on dishes, and strew over it plenty of pounded sugar. Keep it in a hot closet, or very slow oven, eight or ten days, and turn the fruit every day until dry. Then put the pieces of pine on tins, and place them in a quick oven for ten minutes. Let them cool, and store them away in dry boxes with paper between each layer. Time. Eight to ten days. Seasonable. Foreign pines in July and August. Preserved pineapple. 1578. Ingredients. To every pound of fruit, weighed after being pared, allow one pound of loaf sugar, one quarter pint of water. Mode. The pines for making this preserve should be perfectly sound but ripe. Cut them into rather thick slices as the fruit shrinks very much in the boiling. Pare off the rind carefully that none of the pine be wasted, and in doing so, notch it in and out as the edge cannot be smoothly cut without great waste. Dissolve a portion of the sugar in a preserving pan with one quarter pint of water. When this is melted, gradually add the remainder of the sugar and boil it until it forms a clear syrup, skimming well. As soon as this is the case, put in the pieces of pine, and boil well for at least one half hour, or until it looks nearly transparent. Put it into pots, cover down when cold, and store away in a dry place. Time. One half hour to boil the fruit. Average cost. Ten pence to one shilling per pound pot. Seasonable. Foreign pines in July and August. The pineapple in heathendom. Heathen nations invented protective divinities for their orchards, such as Pomona, Bertumnus, Priapus, etc., and benevolent patrons for their fruits. Thus the olive tree grew under the auspices of Minerva, the muses cherished the palm tree, Bacchus the fig and grape, and the pine and its cone were consecrated by the great Cybele. Preserved Pineapple for Present Use 1579. Ingredients Pineapple, sugar, water. Mode. Cut the pine into slices one quarter inch in thickness. Peel them and remove the hard part from the middle. Put the parings and hard pieces into a stew pan with sufficient water to cover them and boil for one quarter hour. Strain the liquor and put in the pieces of pine. Stew them for ten minutes, add sufficient sugar to sweeten the whole nicely and boil again for another quarter hour. Skim well, and the preserve will be ready for use. It must be eaten soon, as it will keep but a very short time. Time. One quarter hour to boil the parings in water, ten minutes to boil the pine without sugar, one quarter hour with sugar. Average cost. Foreign pines, one shilling to three shillings each. English, from two shillings to twelve shillings per pound. Seasonable. Foreign, in July and August. English all the year. Plum Jam, 1580. Ingredients. To every pound of plums, weighed before being stoned, allow three-quarter pound of loaf sugar. Mode. In making plum jam, the quantity of sugar for each pound of fruit must be regulated by the quality and size of the fruit, 
some plums requiring much more sugar than others. Divide the plums, take out the stones, and put them onto large dishes, with roughly pounded sugar sprinkled over them in the above proportion, and let them remain for one day. Then put them into the preserving pan, stand them by the side of the fire to simmer gently for about one half hour, and then boil them rapidly for another fifteen minutes. The scum must be carefully removed as it rises, and the jam must be well stirred all the time, or it will burn at the bottom of the pan, and so spoil the color and flavor of the preserve. Some of the stones may be cracked, and a few kernels added to the jam just before it is done. These impart a very delicious flavor to the plums. The above proportion of sugar would answer for Orleans plums. The impratrice magnum bonum and wine sour would not require quite so much. Time. One half hour to simmer gently, one quarter hour to boil rapidly. Best plums for preserving. Violets, mussels, Orleans, impratrice magnum bonum and wine sour. Seasonable from the end of July to the beginning of October. Plums. The damson, or damascene plum, takes its name from Damascus, where it grows in great quantities, and whence it was brought into Italy about 114 B.C. The Orleans plum is from France. The green gauge is called after the gauge family, who first brought it into England from the monastery of the Chartreuse at Paris, where it still bears the name of Rhine-Claude. The magnum bonum is our largest plum and greatly esteemed for preserves and culinary purposes. The best sorts of plums are agreeable at the dessert, and when perfectly ripe, are wholesome, but some are too astringent. They lose much of their bad qualities by baking, and are extensively used, from their cheapness, when in full season, in tarts and preserves. But they are not a very wholesome fruit, and should be eaten in moderation. Preserved Plums 1581 Ingredients To every pound of fruit allow three-quarter pound of loaf sugar. For the thin syrup, one-quarter pound of sugar to each pint of water. Mode Select large ripe plums. Slightly prick them to prevent them from bursting, and simmer them very gently in a syrup made with the above proportion of sugar and water. Put them carefully into a pan, let the syrup cool, pour it over the plums, and allow them to remain for two days. Having previously weighed the other sugar, dip the plums quickly into water, and put them into a preserving pan with no more water than hangs about them, and boil the sugar into a syrup, carefully skimming it. Drain the plums from the first syrup, put them into the fresh syrup, and simmer them very gently until they are clear. Lift them out singly into pots, pour the syrup over, and when cold, cover down to exclude the air. This preserve will remain good some time, if kept in a dry place, and makes a very nice addition to a dessert. The magnum bonum plums answer for this preserve better than any other kind of plum. Green gauges are also very delicious done in this manner. Time. One quarter hour to twenty minutes to simmer the plums in the first syrup. Twenty minutes to one half hour, very gentle simmering in the second. Seasonable from August to October. To preserve plums dry. 1582. Ingredients. To every pound of sugar, allow one quarter pint of water. Mode. Gather the plums when they are full grown and just turning color. 
prick them, put them into a saucepan of cold water, and set them on the fire until the water is on the point of boiling. Then take them out, drain them, and boil them gently in syrup made with the above proportion of sugar and water. And if the plums shrink, and will not take the sugar, prick them as they lie in the pan. Give them another boil, skim, and set them by. The next day add some more sugar, boiled almost to candy, to the fruit and syrup. Put all together into a wide-mouthed jar, and place them in a cool oven for two nights. Then drain the plums from the syrup, sprinkle a little powdered sugar over, and dry them in a cool oven. Time. 15 to 20 minutes to boil the plums in the syrup. Seasonable from August to October. Plums. The wild sloe is the parent of the plum, but the acclimated kinds come from the east. The cultivation of this fruit was probably attended to very early in England, as Gerard informs us that, in 1597, he had in his garden, in Holborn, three score sorts. The sloe is a shrub common in our hedgerows, and belongs to the natural order Amygdalae. The fruit is about the size of a large pea, of a black color, and covered with a bloom of a bright blue. It is one of the few indigenous to our island. The juice is extremely sharp and astringent, and was formerly employed as a medicine where astringents were necessary. It now assists in the manufacture of a red wine made to imitate port, and also for adulteration. The leaves have been used to adulterate tea. The fruit, when ripe, makes a good preserve. Stewed French Plums, a Dessert Dish, 1583. One and a half pounds of French plums, three-quarter pint of syrup number 1512, one glass of port wine, the rind and juice of one lemon. Mode. Stew the plums gently in water for one hour, strain the water, and with it make the syrup. When it is clear, put in the plums with the port wine, lemon juice, and rind, and simmer very gently for one and a half hours. Arrange the plums on a glass dish, take out the lemon rind, pour the syrup over the plums, and, when cold, they will be ready for table. A little allspice stewed with the fruit is by many persons considered an improvement. Time. One hour to stew the plums in water, one and a half hour in the syrup. Average cost. Plums sufficiently good for stewing, one shilling per pound. Sufficient for seven or eight persons. Seasonable in winter. End of section 75